This is the South Bend Beat Podcast, presented by Alpha Dog Agency. This week on South Bend Beat, we spoke to Paige Fessenden. Paige is a fashion expert, and she's the owner of Lux Wagon, which you've probably seen around town. It's the big blue truck um, that has a bunch of clothes in it. Uh, we talked about her background in fashion, her background with the area, going moving to Chicago and coming back. Um, and then we talked about runway stuff. We talked about my style, and uh, we finished up with a round of Answer the Internet. So here is Paige Fessenden. Enjoy. Paige, what's up? Not much, Kyle. How are you? I'm, I'm doing pretty well. So it's a, it's a little snowy. Did yes. uh, so so where do you live exactly? You live a little outside the I city, right? I live in right? Edwardsburg. So how was that drive coming in? Um, they call it the village. Yeah. Yes, the village people. I say, um, it it was all right. You know, it's getting a little uh, wintry out there, but it is like almost middle of February. So what do you drive? Something big. Yes. Oh, so you're well, good. You know, I do drive a Lux wagon. So you, so, yeah. <laughs> you just bring the wagon right. around town? An old yeah. potato chip truck. Yeah, <laughs> it's not out there today. I would probably go off-roading with it. But, uh, yeah, it's I have a, a good size SUV. So So are you from here originally? I grew up in LaPorte. Okay. Yeah. How was that? Wow, I haven't heard that question for a while. <laughs> it's a loaded question. It was good. It was good. LaPorte, you know, growing up. 60 miles outside of Chicago, um, you know, just out of the region, as as they say. I had to go to Denver when I was 22 to find out that I am from the region area. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've told you this, but I worked with a guy that um, previously, and he wrote the yeah. book Region Rat. Oh, yes, yeah. you did tell me yeah. that. Yes. So that's the only reason I know the region. So okay. are you saying it's, it's technically not the region? Well, I, you may have told me then that I – could be just outside of the region. Okay. I think Laporte, yeah. So no one quote me on that. But um you yeah, can be pretty I think, much considered the yes, region. That, of, yeah. that you met the guy who wrote yeah, the region rat yeah. I'm gonna yeah. have to read that. When I worked maybe. at Bounce Logistics years ago moving I was terrible at that job. So bad. <laughs> we moved like freight, like shipments. Like I don't even know the lingo. I, this should tell you how bad I was at the job. I can't see you doing that. Yeah, yeah I was this, not good at it. Yeah. And my and the boss, he was a very nice guy, he's a very successful guy around his name, Tim Hines. And he just brought me in one day, and he's like, I like to use sports metaphors like where they make sense. I was like, okay. And he's like, this isn't your sport. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. But that guy, his like, name's – I keep uh, looking for the basketball. Where yeah. <laughs> he's, his name was uh, Rich Lukowski, and he wrote Region Rat. And I think it's still trying out. to be made into a movie. but uh, Really? Yeah. So that's ah. what – so now whenever I go around, whenever someone says they're from, like, northwest Indiana, I, I like to say the region like I know what I'm talking about. You know what? You you sound like you know what you're talking and about. You, and you didn't I probably that. won't be in the movie then and because yeah. I'm just outside of the region, yeah, looking in. But So, uh, so I mean, what so, was it like out there? You know, it, it was good. It, it felt like a small town. Uh, you know, there was one high school. Um, I graduated. My class was, like – 407 um you know there were a lot of different middle schools that came together so it felt like um you know I'm comparing a little bit to where my kids are going to school in Edwardsburg where Mm -hmm. they follow each other from you know one school to the next to the next 
um, moving up. But, you know, so I felt like I lived in a bigger town than I probably did growing up. Um, but my, my mom and dad were raised there. My two brothers and I, we were raised there. And, you know, it, it was good. It was really good. I met my husband when I was 12. When you were 12? When I was 12. Uh, yeah. How'd you meet him? Just cl- well, a school thing? he tells the story better than I do. So um, how would he tell a story? He, <laughs> he would tell the story that uh, I was in the orthodontist chair and um, probably not in the most flattering um, <laughs> situation with my mouth, whatever piece was it was in my mouth to uh, put brackets on. But And then he touched down with a mutual friend. Uh, you know, we come to find out we had a mutual friend to see if uh, he, this person knew me. And he sought me out. And we were always, you know, we became best friends and dated on and off, however you do that when you're 12 movies or you know when did you start King. dating for real for real yeah. well <laughs> i thought it was for real when i was 12 yeah. i mean but we're shedding a few tears in the bathroom but it's okay i made him pay for that later so <laughs> no <laughs> and he won't tell you that but um no i think it was uh probably in our early 20s yeah so were you I mean, kind of together that entire time no we were definitely on and off so okay. that's probably why we could be married for 20 <laughs> years now there was definitely some on and off but um yeah I mean I could really go in depth with that but um yeah I mean I moved to Chicago uh when I was 19 and uh he went down to IU in Bloomington and we kind of you know went different ways and you know had some uh, probably good formative years there uh between us and uh yeah, we just kind of, the, the pendulum swung back, and it was right. And um, I'm more of a Cubs fan. I mean, if, if someone had to ask me, White Sox or Cubs? I'm like, oh, I don't know. That's Cubs, right I guess. Yeah, yeah okay, right cool. All right, I, I'm with you. So yeah. I thought, okay. <laughs> and uh, But I, I did get back from a White Sox game, and I'll never forget it. I called him, and, you know, I was – gonna make a big change and it's like I couldn't do it until I talked to him and my gosh he sounded like he was you know 21 going on I don't know just this old soul I'm like so it's Valentine's Day that why am I talking so mushy that's what it is right I'm in red and oh okay yeah so anyway yeah we 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 got back together started dating long distance and then for a year and then moved in together and then got married and here we are you know 20 years later how's that for my full circle so why'd you move to chicago <laughs> why did i move to chicago because apparently laporte was not big city enough for me um, did you have anything lined up when you went to chicago or you just kind of showed up and you're like i'm gonna make it work i you know i did have something lined up barely um you know of course this was pre uh you know, Google and internet mm-hmm. and all of that. So um, I had a girlfriend who was commuting um, into the south side of Chicago every day, living in Laporte. And I was going to, I was commuting actually here to, to South Bend. I was, I was going to IU, taking classes, thinking I would eventually go down to Bloomington. And I just was not feeling it. I felt the city calling, you know, and I think that was growing up 60 miles outside of Chicago and having easy access but not access enough and um, I just wanted to submerge so I spoke with her I'm like why are you commuting every day you know we could 
let's go look at apartments. And she was like, yeah, all right. So we did it. We went to Chicago, found an apartment finder, got a place, found another roommate from, uh, you know, someone the apartment finder knew and took a leap. And it was it was the best. We had um, a friend that uh, knew well, she she managed Victoria's Secret at the Water Tower place. And um, so I had a friend of a friend. Anyway, she, yeah, kind of hooked me up. So that was my, okay, I have a job when I get there. Mm-hmm. You know, I did an interview before I moved. And she's like, yeah, you're hired. And that was really my first, um, you know, step into retail. So at the, at the Water Tower place. How long were you there? I was there for a couple of years. Yeah, working, uh, just trying to make the rent. <laughs> and it, so what made you decide to move? Because you did live in South Bend for a while. You mentioned, like, kind of where right. I live now, you you, you lived yeah. right there. So that was after. Yeah, I did. I had not lived here yet. I was commuting and then, you know, from LaPorte, and then I moved to Chicago. And then when Sam and I, yeah, I guess kind of started talking and – I moved back um, thinking I needed to finish school because I took a break when I was in Chicago. I just wanted to work and live and be in the city and um, see what that felt like and get some experience in retail. And I really, I just loved it. I've always loved clothes. I've always loved fashion. I've always been a magazine uh, freak, you know. I have to have like a a constant stack around me. Um, It might take me six months to read them, but I will... It's my comfort, um, probably why it takes me sometimes a year to finish a book because I just grab for a magazine. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so I, you know, Chicago, Sam moved me back to South Bend because I wanted to finish school here. And, you know, he was done in Bloomington by that time. So, and a lot of my friends had graduated. So I just didn't really feel the need to go down to campus. Um, so yeah, I, I started working, uh, when I moved back from Chicago, I got a job in New Buffalo, uh, managing a, uh, women's boutique and kind of moved, moved up, uh, the ranks there a little bit. So, yeah. So take us from kind of when you got your start into fashion, I guess it was the water tower place Yeah. and take us all the way up until, uh, stop when we get to the Lux Wagon part of the story. All right, I'm such a talker, so you might have to go, okay. I'm going to uh, go grab a water. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> grab a beer. Hold on. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, working at Water Tower, I definitely knew that's what I'm doing. Um, well, that or an art gallery. I don't know. I kind of have this art, you know, love to. Kind of go hand in hand. They go yeah. hand in hand. Yeah. I, I always felt like art and fashion definitely tied together. Um, and art is definitely in my family. Uh, I have a lot of family members who are artists. And uh, so I was always, <clears throat> excuse me, inspired by that. But so when I came back to, when I moved back to the area and, um, I realized it was probably going to be difficult to get a fashion degree locally. Um, so I chose art history as a major. Um, I thought, well, I'll, I'll get a degree in art history. I love history. I love art. It's a good fusion. Maybe I'll, you know, run an art gallery or somehow marry fashion and art together. That was so funny. I haven't really said that out loud for a long time, but I think that has been my that has been my goal for quite mm-hmm. a while. 
Um, I think that's why I enjoy teaming up with artists so much and appreciate what they're doing um, because I feel like it goes hand in hand with fashion. But yeah, so anyway, I uh, where, where was I, Kyle? Um, you were at... Uh, working in New Buffalo. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I got a job at LeGrand Trunk in New Buffalo, which mm-hmm. was uh, just the best learning experience um definitely for for me you know start my own business later and um I started out on the floor I was a fashion consultant and working with a you know New Buffalo area I don't know for your listeners is southwest Michigan along the lake and I grew up just 13 miles from New Buffalo um so you know, in my teenage years, it was my mom and I, we would always go shopping and, you know, into New Buffalo and the little downtown area. And there were always very unique things like soy candles that started my love for soy candles, which I do on the side, which is just fun um, because I love candles. And I thought, well, I'll make them. So I'm doing that too. Um, But yeah, Le Grand Trunk really set my footing in, in the career path that I'm in right now. Um, the owner, her name uh, was Sari. She had three stores and one in Highland, which I know is in the region, and <laughs> Highland, Indiana, and Valparaiso, mm-hmm. and then in New Buffalo. And she was just such a leader and so ahead of her time. And, uh, you know, she, I think at one point she, with three stores and maybe 25 women, um, you know, I'm kind of guessing, but there felt like there was at least 25 women working in this corporation, a uh, small, small boutique corporation. And she believed in, you know, she had such a thirst for um, learning about, you know, Enneagrams. And um, she was just such a soul searcher. And I know Enneagrams, I feel like that's I'm so you hearing, were kind of early to that, huh? Yeah, I feel like I'm hearing a lot of kind of it's millennials speak any yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like I, I've just been hearing a little bit about it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a six with a, you know, seven wingspan mm-hmm. or, you know. Yeah. And um, so she, you know, brought in really interesting people at her home that she built uh, on the lake. And she was just so inclusive and, you know, brought us in and just, you know, Um, she'd bring in these retail consulting firms from Colorado and, you know, just really train us. So I really, I feel like I went to fashion school through her mentorship um, for the, I would say, maybe five years I was there um, and working my way into, you know, management and being the store manager and um, learning more about buying and um, just, you know, really being under her wing and, um, leadership. So she sadly is no longer here. Um, but she lives on in my heart and always, um, you know, she sadly died of cancer in in her fifties and, um, you know, but she left quite a legacy. So I always think of her when I'm in New York and buying and, you know, she just was really ahead of trend and, it was innately in her. So um, I I feel like it's innately in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't I don't like to, um, you know, be trendy, but I definitely feel like if it's something 
I'm into or I want or I'm I'm hoping that other women do too. So, um, but yeah, I, I you know Le Grand Trunk. I was commuting, you know, in that time I moved to South Bend with Sam, and I think that's what you were referring to. I used to live over off of McKinley uh, there and Berkeley Estates. Estates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, so. That's right in my hood now. Okay. Yeah, I'm right behind it. Oh, I love that yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, it was it was great. That was our first house and I was, you know, just I graduated, got the art history degree, you know, commuted back and forth to New Buffalo and I'm like, oh, these winters are so rough driving. How long was that drive? It was about fifty minutes. Yeah. So it was just under an hour, which you know, living in the band here, the lake effect snow, and uh, it could just be terrifying, <laughs> like commuting. And then January, February, March, it was a very, um, you know, very touristy area there. So it would just be, you know, you, you wouldn't see anyone for yeah. a day or two or maybe three. Um, so, um, you know, I decided to do something a little bit closer. I found a boutique downtown Elkhart called Gables, which is no longer there. Um, but I just kind of went in and told the store owner she didn't have any. I think she might have had one employee. Um, but I said, you know, you have to hire me because there's nowhere else I want to work. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready to start start my own, you know, business. I was so at this point I'm 25, and. Um, yeah, I just, I'm like, you can't afford not to hire me. I have experience and I've been doing this in New Buffalo and I just, you know, I want to work here. It's a great downtown vibe and she had great taste and she had a home store in the back and, you know, it was the first time I've kind of seen that fusion of art. Um, well, she, she was really into art too, but home decor and fashion and you know, it was almost like anthropology before anthropology, mm-hmm. you know, was here, which I'm deeply inspired by anthropology in Chicago mm-hmm. and, well, all over now. But um, uh, so, yeah, I started working at Gables and did that for, I don't know, I was there maybe three years and um, did, went on a few buying trips. First time I went to New York to buy with her. So then once I did that and got into the market and just kind of saw really the whole grind of it, which it was a long day in New York, mm-hmm. but it was so fun, you know, and you do, you have to have a lot of energy to work in fashion um, because it's just a lot of on, you know, and a lot of decision making. And I'm such a visual person. So it was so great to go and touch and feel and, and talk and, um, you know, meet the designers and hear the backstories. And, you know, it was there that I realized how important it is um, to bring these stories to, you know, the store um, instead of just kind of blindly like, oh, okay, this is just stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know. <laughs> to fill the racks. Right. Yeah. Made in, you know, overseas that just it didn't have a connection to it. So I knew then, too, that... I was really inspired by talking to the designers and or talking to the reps that worked directly with the designers and could tell the story of whatever it was we were looking at. So So before we dive into the Lux Wagon stuff. How was that for a that was lot? Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I have some fashion questions. Makes me feel older now. <laughs> mm. Do you so do you, are you strict about 
your husband or your kids being very fashionable? You know, not at all. Not like someone, at all. Someone like me that dresses in dark colors, muted colors, and pretty much the it's same thing. Right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't frustrate you with people like that? No, it does not at all. Because I, I am such, um, you know, it's funny. I having a daughter now and, and, you know, going back to go forward for a minute, you know, when I was at Gables, that was kind of my last retail stint for a little Mm -hmm. bit because, you know, in that time I got married, I became a mom, you know, I was 20, just shy of 29 when I had my first child. He was 16 now. And, um, yeah, so that was my break. You know, I had a a really big build up there before Mm I started what I'm doing now. But, um, yeah, having a daughter who is five years old and she's so independent and the morning struggle is so real and you will do anything you can to just get out the door. Mm-hmm. So I have just let the fashion stuff like. Well, and you hear that from like Mark Zuckerberg and Chris Sacco. Yeah. It's like it's just one less decision for them to make yes. during the day. Yes. So like I don't go to that extreme where I wear literally the same thing. They wear literally the same thing. And I day. understand uniform dressing now, yeah, which I used to think would be awful. And now like, I'm like, she, yeah, I, I I had to really put my ego aside and go, okay. You know, people would look at my daughter today and be like, oh, my gosh, your mom <laughs> has a fashion, you know, has a fashion business and dresses people. And, and this is how she dresses you. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I did not make those decisions. I let her make those decisions. And, I mean, she likes to pull her socks up over the bottom of her pants till they come up. Classic spa- look. Yes. Classic and, look. Yes. All the patterns mixing and all the rules are, are broken. And um, she has, and this is true, and, and you know, I, I go in, I started closet consulting um, when I was a stay-at-home mom. And uh, it was a way of making my own hours and, you know, getting into people's closets and working with women and um, helping them make choices. And um, so that was definitely, that's a little bubble too that I was doing and still am. Um, But I find that my daughter, she wears, you know, she doesn't wear 80% of her closet. So probably even more than that. And um, I have to hide things Mm -hmm. from her. And um, she will wear holy pants, too. She loves holes in the knees. And I'm just, again, like, oh, my gosh. If people could see the clothes in her closet, then I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm going to let her express herself if she's comfortable. It's not about me. It's about her. And one day she'll care. I've seen it happen with my two olders when all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they cared that their pants weren't, you know, flooding. And you're right in your voice. You're like, the sooner the better. The sooner the better. I watched them pivot into, you know, caring so and you know my my husband more so too i've watched that transformation (laughs) he's let me have more influence i mean it's it's so empowering to go to you know nordstrom's and buy four pairs of jeans for him and bring them home and him try them on and like three of them Mm -hmm. i'm like okay that's a win you know and um so anyway i yeah my family they can make their own choices and I try and influence when I can, but I'm sure they want to, you know, 
influence me when they can too. <laughs> What's your thought thoughts on hats? Oh, when you do consults. Great... Are you pro or anti hat? I love hats. Yeah. yeah, you know, I that is so crazy that you asked me that question. Why? That was going to be a post today. I was going okay. to post about hats. All right. Well, now you have all the more reason. To post I have about all hats. the more reason. I, you know, did an event with my friend Anna Drew, mm-hmm. who you know, mm-hmm. she's a local amazing artist, and we tend to pair up a lot, and it's, it's that art and fashion fusion that you know we both love. Um, we were just discussing the other day hats. We both. I wasn't planning on wearing one at, at her house, but I it was there, and I put it on, and then I just I didn't take it off, and she had hers on, and you know it. It spurred this discussion with the women there. They were like, oh, I just, you know, it takes confidence to wear hats or I just don't feel confident enough or I just, you know, I I can't wear it or my head's too small or my head's too big. And I'm like, everyone says that. Like everyone's heads are sized differently. And, you know, a hat has to be such an intention. You have to just, if you like it, put it on. I don't think I maybe have seen one person that probably shouldn't wear hats on the wagon. That's it. And I told her, I'm like, no, you're right. I'm like, you know yourself. You're like, you're not a hat person. And she put it on. I'm like, what nope. makes someone not a hat person? Well, it just didn't look right. I don't know. It's kind of like why, you know, some women shouldn't wear blue eyeliner. Mm-hmm. It just didn't look right, you know. But we tried it, and she's like, yeah. And 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 a lot of it goes with too. You you have to be comfortable. You know, and and this is what I tell my clients. I'm like, you, you know, I may love it on you, and but I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not comfortable with you wearing it if you're not. So mm-hmm. you have to own it. You're the one who has to wear it. And um, but the hats, it's such a intention. Like you have to put it on and just go. All right, I'm owning this hat today. I am rocking it, and it's kind of fun. As being an expert in not only fashion, but cold weather fashion, considering where you've grown up. I'm sorry how- I blacked out after you said expert. Yes, yeah, yeah. But- <laughs> how do you, what do you tell people when, I mean, they say they need to dress for the winter. Yeah. While still looking fashionable. I feel like that's an issue that gets run into. Because oh, then you're so in like, hard. do you want to be practical with like the big George Costanza, like puffy jacket? Right. Or Yeah, I want to do that. And I want to be like, yeah. you know, where I leave the house and I'm like, oh, all these great jackets. And I didn't bring one. Yeah. And because the way the weather's been too, it's, it's just been so crazy. But, um, you know, I think winter, a lot of rules go out the door a little bit. I mean, as long as you know, I mean, no, I, I totally retract that. No, the rules are not out the door. No, no. It's like, you know. The only fashion rule I know is the white pants one. Right. And, you know, and that's so broken. Like it's white. Done? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can wear white after Labor Day. And I don't I'm still telling pants, people that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's probably better that yeah, way. Yeah. Really? But um, <laughs> you can wear white after Labor Day. It's winter whites, lights. You can You can do all that. Are you a big scarf guy? Um, I'm a big scarf woman. Yeah. yeah you like scarves? <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I, it's in the front seat of my car. That was the last accessory I grabbed before. I love a big puddle of scarf around my neck. And, uh, yeah, it's especially perfect for this weather. So, okay, back to your question about winter fashion. So you should definitely. Like, you know, coats and boots. Yeah, yeah, if you make an investment, and this is what I tell women, they will look at coats that they love and they're like, oh, you know, it's. or $300 or, you know, 
$700. I mean, you have to, you know, work within your comfort zone, of course, but I justify it by price per wear. You know, I'm wearing the same coat this year that I wore all last winter that I bought from the wagon. And, you know, it's leopard and, you know, leopard has its, you know, ebbs and flows. Um, but I think it's, it's flowing right now. And, um, you know, it's, those are good investment pieces, you know, scarves and something that you can throw on every day. And then if you do have those joggers on and that sweatshirt on and maybe some, I don't know, whatever shoes you're wearing to get through the winter slush, um, you have it pulled together a little bit. And yeah. a hat always helps too. Just throw the hat on. Throw- you look like you know what you're doing. <laughs> Is spending extra on boots a good? Because you get if you're talking price per wear. I mean, yeah, you- definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think so. But I, I don't like disposable fashion. You know, and and um, you know, I just I find when I do closet edits, and I edit my own closet, the first stack that uh, you know gets made are all the you know I, I don't want to like rip on you know stores that are you know do it yeah <laughs> the big box stores you headlines. know H&M Forever yeah, 21 yeah. all you know it's fun in a in a fix or a little like oh I need a Friday night whatever mm-hmm. and you don't expect it to go much further than that um, you know, you might get, I, I literally, I feel like I get four or five wears out of a top like that before my washing machine destroys Tears it. Up, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and that's fine, you know, or, 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 or target, you know, fine. You know, if you see a sweater you like, I mean, I've got some pieces that I wear to yoga that I'm like, my gosh, this was the first H&M buy from 10 years ago. And, but I do believe in that high low mix. And now I'm really getting into my group. I could like do it. Go like yeah. this to you. You're gonna black out. Oh no, I, I'm I'm. You're all, all about yeah. okay. Yeah. Are you taking notes? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Very you're taking fashion. notes. Okay. Very fashion forward. Okay, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you do. You have to have a high low mix, and you have to have those investment pieces, and you know have those fashion trendy pieces. But I just really want to offer. You know, when you come onto the fashion truck, I want to offer good quality pieces you know and I'm hoping the pieces that you get from me are the workhorses in your closet you know like oh, okay this oh, I dress like I can you like that, that? Yeah, I like that. <gasps> thank you um where it's that go-to dress or you know this jacket that I have on it's um suede you know shearling this was an investment but I've had it now for six years and it's just you know, it, it could be my uniform. Mm-hmm. I mean, this could be, you know, and then here's my fashion piece, right? A little red f- winter floral. That's how you um, do winter. That's how I do winter. A staple on and top. a tall, knee-high yeah. suede boot that you have to uh, make sure you treat before you go out in that. A lot of people don't do that, um, me included. That's why I try and practice what I preach. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I just derailed on you. So what about, like, like high-end fashion shows where they can, you know, get a little loop-de-doop-de. Do you get that? Or are there even some things where you're like, yeah, I don't I don't get that? You know, uh, for you the You know most, the kind of shows I'm talking about. I do. I know what kind of shows you're talking about where a lot of things do hit the runway and it's not like real life. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. so for the show and the fun. 
Like Lady Gaga can wear this to the Grammys and that's about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I do think some people, you know, look at that and go, oh, all right, well, where am I going wearing that? And it's like, this is just to inspire you. It's a fun visual to, you know, then how so are you going to wear it on the street? Yeah, it's total art. Absolutely. I feel like these, these fashion designers, they're expressing themselves and they have this burst on the runway and you know these people you know just want to see a show and and then they can get inspired and see what um the fashion world is a little backwards right now they're trying to flip it where you know when I say backwards it's because they project so far ahead that you know like for example when I go to New York to buy um usually I'd be there right now actually um kind of ironic here I am talking about I don't know usually this is the first year in six years that I've not been in New York buying right now um I just I just you canceled for this podcast I did <laughs> I did nothing I totally guarded the state I'm like oh it's right in the middle of New York but that's okay I'll just you know but I I you know because I I want to go to LA later I'm kind of creating some space to do some different things shake it up a little bit um but I feel like when I go like for example if you're there now people buying for their stores they're looking at fall you know and it's like here we're still wearing like fall winter and everyone at this point they're starting to think ahead of like spring and all the spring magazines are coming out and the spring issues are you know soon soon coming out but it's vacation and you know spring break and like people are asking me I need basic t-shirts and you know I'm doing closet purges and you know a lot of uh you know we're kind of working on that next season wardrobe and um you know it's hard to project like okay what's going to be what does everyone want to wear in September you know October I was in Chicago a few weeks ago and I wrote some holiday pieces those are pieces that are going to come in in October so those boxes show up and it's like Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a surprise. What did I buy, you know? And um, another reason to really buy, you know, I really go with my gut and I only buy really truly what I'm going to wear. So I feel like, you know, I might leave some people out that, um, you know, Lux Wagon may not be for them, you know, but I am staying true to what I love and what I'm going to wear. Um, because I, I need to believe in it. And I, you know, if I'm going to sell it to you, it's only going to be what I'm, you know, wearing. So I want good quality and I want a good backstory and I want it to have a good hand. You know, a lot of people come on the truck and they're like, oh, this feels so good. I'm like, oh, good. I thought so too. And, you know, I've, I've received things in and, and they weren't what they were supposed to be. And I will send them back because if it's, you know, if it doesn't feel good, then who wants to put that on their skin, you know? Um, you ever have like a day where you're like, I, I mean, you might hit me. All right, where you just have something on. I I've been saying like it makes you crabby, where you just can't wait to like get home and like oh I have to get out of these jeans like, or like cheap t-shirts do that. Yeah, cheap yeah, t-shirts where you're kind of like and they're just like itchy and yeah, yeah they don't wash well or you, maybe you just need to wash it or it doesn't matter how many times you want it just doesn't get better. You know, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I call it crabby clothes. When I do closet edits, I was just doing one last week, and I, I, you know, I said, you know, what do you think of this sweater? You know, and she's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, when did you wear it last? She goes, "Mm, probably last winter. And I'm like, okay, well, 
why don't you wear it? And she goes, I don't know. I feel like the sleeves are a little short. And then I'm always pulling on this. And it's just kind of, I don't know. I go, does it make you crabby when you wear it? And she's like, yes. <laughs> like Crabby gotta, clothes. It's got to go. It's got to go. Yeah. I get like, like with sweatshirts or even like anything long sleeve. Yeah. I don't like when the sleeves are like a little too long. And oh. So I always end up like pulling them up. I almost need like capris but for arms see and you're wearing a t-shirt and this yeah. you know like 18 degree weather so yeah so you I, like... like i don't have i don't even own a coat like i'll have oh. like what you see here is like a yeah. light jacket that's like my 20 below so jacket. you just kind of like to be kind of lightweight and yeah are you a warm person like warm temp like warm blooded yeah, like i like it really we're cold all warm blooded i hope but yeah. yeah yeah okay and it's so my husband's that in like mind that. like my coat will my coat will often be like like a crew neck sweatshirt or even like a hoodie yeah. but the sleeves just drive me nuts i need like capri really? style sleeves that's what i need and that that you want capri and a lot of people would be like oh I, these sleeves are too short uh, I give can't... me all the short sleeves give really? me all really right, i'll remember that yeah. when i'm like purging so i just like pull them up like <laughs> maybe kyle like, like this right the yeah. sleeves are short yeah give me yeah yeah but do you like capri it. pants all right, well, you know, you draw the I line mean, there. Because a lot up, of guys are wearing capri pants. It's quite like a not, very European. Not, not the Okay. I, I, I don't think I can pull off capri pants, no. But there, you, there's you cert- never know. There's certainly dudes that could, but yeah. You never know. It could be like the hat. No, I think I know. Yeah. You th- you're sure? Okay. Yeah. I might test that soon. I might, next time I go to, you know, right. Nordstrom, yeah. I'll bring you a pair and just yeah. be like, yeah, give me some capris. Whatever. I know this may sound weird, but Kyle, just go try these on. <laughs> Do me a favor. Do yourself well, you a favor. Have a capri top with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I feel like if you go short here, you might have to go long here. So, well, or vice versa. Well, then I'm then out. you're out. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'll this, stick with a long ba- pants, short tops. So. Hey, you know it's <laughs> working for you. I, you have to go with what you're comfortable with. Have you seen the Devil Wears Prada? <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. You like it? You're not going to Paris. So yeah. yes, it's such a good movie. Yeah, you like it? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah that she, uh, Meryl Streep's character may have been based off of Anna Winter. I find very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So who doesn't want a little insight into? Into the Vogue, uh, yeah, offices. I so think it's cool. Let's talk Luxwagon. Okay, Luxwagon. How did you get started with it? Oh, how did I get started? Well, I knew that I, I always knew I wanted to do something of my own. And I got to a point where I knew that I think when I took that break, when I had my first child at 28, um, just shy of 29, I think. I can't do math anymore. Can't even do that. Yeah. Anyway, 2003. Not a mathematician? No, 2003. Yeah, I was 28. <laughs> and um, I, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom, and I was very content being a stay-at-home mom. You know, however, I I was lucky enough I could, you know, dip my toe back into La Grand Trunk and Valpo. So maybe, you know, every few months or when they needed someone, I would – go and work the floor and it made me just feel like okay I'm back in my world of you know fashion and you know talking with women and that's what I miss most that adult interaction you know with with women and and talking closets and talking um trend and and you know all of that getting my hands on material and uh curating uh so I was lucky my uh friend Abby who was a manager at the Valpo store when I was manager at the New Buffalo store, then became the owner. Um, so it was really exciting to um, watch her grow into that position. So I feel like I learned a lot from her too. Um, so 
there, you know, after being home with my boys for 10 years and just kind of, you know, doing closet consulting and, and uh, closet editing as my side hustle um, because I could work it around my, my husband's schedule and the kids, um, I was reading my InStyle magazine and I came across um, this picture of a fashion truck. And I was like, that's interesting. And because I feel like the brick and mortar dynamics were starting to shift. I feel like this was about, um, when was this? 2012, maybe? I kind of, 2011 in there, 11, 12. Um, I feel like retail was definitely shifting. And... um, you know, with online and, you know, people wanting convenience. And uh, so I just knew innately that brick and mortar just may not be where I wanted to go. So when I saw this fashion truck and in style, um, my husband and I were going to New York. Uh, We had a trip planned anyway, and it was just, you know, serendipitous. I'm like, okay, I looked at the schedule of this fashion truck. I knew right where they were going to be parked in the Meatpacking District, which is a really fun shopping, trendy area in in, uh, downtown Manhattan. And um, I, my husband's like, take all the time you need. And it was this Lay's potato chip truck called the Style Liner, owned by Joey Wolfer. She launched out in the Hamptons in Manhattan. She's got a great um, business model, and she's doing amazing things. So I, I thought, you know, I was kind of um, intrigued by what she was doing. And uh, I walked in, and it was all accessories. Like, it wasn't clothes. She was in her late 20s, and she did not have children yet. Or um, she may have been married. I'm not sure. But she was traveling to Morocco and all over the world bringing goods. Because especially in New York, you really have to find a play, find a way to stand out, right? And... Um, you feel me? You've been in New York. You like Manhattan. I'm I obsessed. love New York. Love Manhattan. <laughs> I haven't dove into the fashion side a whole lot. Right. But, I do but it's love, all around you. I it's all when you go New there, York. it's hard not to like, you know, see it. You don't have to go out of your way to find like it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. The fu- yeah, the yeah. food I'm very guided by the food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all about where are we eating tonight yep. and where we yeah, every meal is planned down. Not for chance. You cannot just walk down the street you and do go, plan we'll find all your something. Meals? Oh yeah. Yeah, because there's so many great places. I don't want to go and have a bad meal. Been to Levain Bakery. What is it? Levain Bakery. No. Next time you go, go there and get the double chocolate chip cookie. Oh, okay. It'll, it'll change your life. Okay. I'm not sure if you eat dessert. You may not even eat dessert. Oh, I eat dessert. Okay. I well, am then, such then, a sugar chew. Well, then do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that. Um, yeah. There's um Dominique. Uh, it's in Harlem though. Is in Harlem? Yeah. I was gonna I was just gonna yeah. ask you where it was. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well I've always wanted to go to Harlem. Yeah. I'll find a way to go to Harlem. Yeah. It's worth um, it. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like that Harlem's like getting really on the map lately. I feel like yeah, and Harlem's fine. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. what my cousin I just saw on Facebook moved to Harlem. Yeah. So maybe that'll be my It's a good reason to go to the All bakery. All right, I'll go visit, yeah. go to the bakery. Okay, cool. I have an agenda. Tina has entered um, the chat. <laughs> Hey Tina, we're talking cookies and sweets. Levain Bakery, <laughs> vouch for me. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, so good. <laughs> good. It's worth going to Harlem, right? I'm going to Harlem. Yeah. yeah. All right. I. Yeah. So you know when w- about New York? Yeah. 
fashion truck. I was mm-hmm. talking how I started with a Lux wagon and what inspired me. I so going on to this fashion truck, she converted an old lace potato chip truck and I was so intrigued. I was, you know, spent 30 minutes, 45 minutes there. And I came back and I was just like blown away. And I feel like my my dreams got so clear. And I knew that I had two children and um I thought I you know, I always said when I started another venture, I, you know, I'm going to do it on my own. I'm not getting, you know, I'm going to be my own boss and I'm not going to have a partner. And I just, you know, I don't want to risk. You hear all the bad stories, right? And um, I just, I couldn't imagine really teaming up with anyone to do something like this. I knew it was going to be really physical. And I just, and I, you know, but I, I was, I was ready for it. And, um, you know, you're hauling a 75 pound generator and then getting over the fear of driving a, you know, 26 by 11 box truck and going on the toll road. And now I'm like cell phone in one hand, you know, wheel in the, and, um, hoping that people aren't like, you know, I don't have a number on the back to call if like, yeah. how's my driving. I'm so scared. I was like, I saw you driving. I'm like, how was I doing? Okay. Just put your cell phone number. Then they have yeah, to Yeah. Right. Make, no, I'm going to make like, I'm going to put gonna, your no. cell phone number. <laughs> Uh, but I came back with the idea and, um, you know, I reached out to one of my best friends, Dot Kessling, who now Dot Rosenbloom, she's married and, um, has since moved to Idaho. So we, I came to her and it's so hard, uh, uh, you know, not talking about Dot, not talking for an hour, just about her alone. It was the best partnership a girl could ask for. So I will just say, lucky, lucky, lucky. Um, she is such a visionary. Dear friend, I met her through Legrand Trunk, my years working retail in New Buffalo, and Valparaiso. She w- grew up in Laporte. She didn't grow up there. She has raised her children there. And um, she was just at a point in her life that she wanted to to do something and I wanted to do something. And it was just, you know, we really, um, we really bonded over her closet one day. Who's <laughs> like, I'll just say it sounds kind of superficial, but it's not, it was so beautiful. And I was five months pregnant with my, my second son. And, you know, I was just in her closet for hours doing a, an edit and, um, you know, just, we just spoke the same language and, you know, our friendship, we were just in a, in a place in our lives where we could have the time for the friendship that we wanted. And so it just felt so natural to bring this idea to her. And she just really, you know, made it expansive and her vision for detail. And she was working at an interior place. She was a designer and she'd go into people's homes and you know, if you, her Instagram is Pepperberry Farm, and she just details the house that her and her husband built in Idaho, and it, they just moved in, um, you know, in late fall, and so her vision, um, you know, of course, married with mine a bit too, is really what you see when you go in the Lux wagon with the chandelier hanging, and she just had such a great, um, you know, resource um pool to to jump into you know with her background and uh 
And so I knew it'd be no problem. And um, so anyway, when you walk on the wagon, it's like, you know, there's a little wallpaper. There's, you know, the the bolts are painted gold. And, you know, it's kind of like we wanted it to be like a boho wagon. You know, her and I are both a little, you know, have a little gypsy, free-spirited way about us. And, um, you know, we just wanted it to be, um, I don't know. Very Coachella. Yeah, 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 kind of, you know, bring our wanderlust and our, you know, we both love to travel and just make it like a gypsy wagon, you know, something that you would just, you know, stumble upon in the middle of the forest and go, ooh, what's behind, you know, the wizard behind the, the curtains, you know, like in the Wizard of Oz, what's what's in there? And people literally step into the wagon kind of, can I come in? I'm like, well, I sure hope so because yeah. I'm here. <laughs> I need to get a please come inside because people are really, they're, it's surprising how intimidated they are to, because they haven't stepped onto it, you know. Sometimes I'll have to go out and, and pull them in, not dragging and screaming, but just, you know, <laughs> in a, in a you know, it's okay. Come on in. That's why I'm here. So, um, but, but yeah, so we just, we jammed on that whole, you know, it was such a great process. We took a year. We thought, you know, we're on our own timeline. We had many um, brainstorming sessions at various places, you know, the Apple Store, Starbucks, her dining room table, my dining room table, however we could make it work. So it was so awesome to partner with, you know, one, you know, she's one of my best friends and soul sister. And, you know, we shared really the same vision and to, you know, it's it's. The wagon alone is already intimate space, you know. I mean, we're talking 26 by 11. You guys know. You've been on the wagon. You don't feel claustrophobic, though, when you're on there, do you? No. And this, okay. I, I'm Good. typically pretty claustrophobic, but I'm I am there. a claustrophobic person, too. That's we'll why this, I say that. Do you ride elevators? Oh, really? Do what? Ride, do you ride elevators? I do, but I have been known to have to jump out and take the stairs. Okay, are you fire. like that too yeah we'll get to that yeah really am, oh sure, good yeah. okay gosh yeah. we might have to have a whole other podcast on that because yep. i'm intrigued yep. i didn't know that about you oh yeah wow oh my god tina are you like that no, no it's good so you can temper his okay I try. yeah my husband too he could go in a submarine he'd be totally fine i'm like oh, oh my yeah. god no, I not do a submarine no no yeah i so yeah that so, was dot and i and then she moved to idaho and and I now it's all me. I'm the sole owner because, yeah, you know, you have to be so hands-on. And we just, you know, we thought we'd, well, hey, we're not weeding out a Lux Wagon out west. So we're not. But now, I mean, Lux Wagon, you know, it's a powerhouse in fashion. And being unique to where, yeah, you like that word, powerhouse? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's a, Expert powerhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to leave this podcast. <laughs> so if people want, want to find you, what's the best way for them to kind of track where you're going to be and see? They want to see it for themselves. How do they right. figure that out? So I really love to hang out on Instagram. I really, I you know, Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, I've I've had a great uh, person help me with my website. Did you, Kyle Alpha Dog Agency? You may have heard of yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> heard he's a real good looking. He's he good, hey good fashion. Prices. Yes, yes, he he wears Very great fashion crop, forward. Wears crop sleeves like no one else <laughs> I know. And uh, yeah, so I I yeah Instagram, Facebook, and you really do have to follow Lux Wagon on social media because our schedule is so pop up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I and I would be, you know, I have to, you know, say, too, that, um, you know, with the winter, normally I would never be 
out. Usually January, February, it's kind of a um, a dormant time, but it's been so mild. And, you know, if the roads are clear and it's not below zero, I will, I'll take a stab at it and go out and I have heaters inside and, um, you know, People can throw on a coat and a scarf when they get into the wagon if they didn't layer up and enough. Some boots. And some yeah. boots. Yeah, I'll just I'll just layer you up while you shop. So, yeah. right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. So before we get to the fun questions here, um, and I'm working quick... on that website more, oh, more cool. with that shop now button where you awesome. can really, yeah, because I, I do have a lot of you know people that so are people from all, all over. The country can check right, it out. right. Yeah. So, but you can always DM me if you know if I post and. You know, you can just, you know, you're not, you're not in, in, in fringing on my space by sending me a message. I will respond. My cell number, it's Google, you know, you can Google yeah. it. So it's amazing the phone calls yeah. I get. So, yeah. So but, back the truck, right? Yeah. Right, right. Totally. I might as well just put it out there. Yeah. So um, someone maybe younger or even, even older just wants to get into fashion. Yeah. Uh, a quick piece of advice that you would have for them. Oh, go for it. Yeah, go for it. I love, you know, I, I I want to inspire young people. I definitely, I I want to be that voice for them that I needed when I was, you know, really wanting to do that. So it's so important to have that person to say, oh, my gosh, go for it. Whatever it takes, pursue it, do it. It's so rewarding. You know, you'll figure out how to make it your own. But just jump in, do it. Yeah, you know, read read the magazines and, you know, watch the fashion shows and, you know, business. Listen to great podcasts that, you know, have a lot of business, mm-hmm. you know, acumen and fashion and because you're like a it's you're like a retail therapist too when you step into fashion. <laughs> it's it's very personal. Yeah, it's fun. Speaking of all this, would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses <laughs> or one horse-sized duck? wow that i think one horse-sized duck then i could really put all my energy into one and not a bunch coming at me you know i hope that's a good answer yeah all right good i hope that i don't have to be tested like you know I do have a horse-sized <laughs> duck horse-sized waiting outside duck. the office for when you leave. I think yeah. I'd have to, like, peel myself off the ground from yeah. laughter first, but hopefully, it, you know. Have you been stuck in an elevator? No. See, so, no. like, I, I went years without riding them. I still try not to ride them, but I, I've been on an elevator twice really? in the past couple months. About passed out both times, but I'm trying to get better because it is kind of restricting. To Did never you get ride stuck an in an elevator? No, is that never. why? No. Okay, no. but just the fear of just would have rather not. Yeah. Okay. But I do fight on planes. A submarine, I wouldn't do. Um, no. Yeah. Elevators, I, I'm not a huge fan. I, I'll take the stairs when I can. Do you have to do prem- premium economy or upgrade your seats so you uh, have leg care. room or aisle? Or... I don't care where I am in a plane. I'm fine. Oh wow. Okay, then you are better than me. I have to have the aisle. My husband, we have to like, yeah. I not mean, a I'm window? not. You don't like the window? No, because no. Because those trays come down, and I have people that I have to. I will like jump over laps. Like, oh, I'm so you, sorry. I'm sorry. The trays you, came down, and I just woo got warm. Did you and see I the have viral to... video that's going around right now. No, lady. So what's your stance before I tell you? What's your stance on people reclining their seats on a plane? I don't care. It annoys my husband a little bit, but I, you know. If, Do you recline? I, 
I do. Okay. It's a big thing, right? Like, oh, it's, yeah. people, I mean, I've seen people, people get very really, yeah. Opinions. So the video going right now. I is, haven't though, lately. A lady reclined. So, I haven't reclined lately. And the, guy, <laughs> and the guy behind her was so upset. He's just like shadow boxing her seat no. for like 30 minutes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. See, I'm a little hesitant to recline after I did see something on yeah. the news. Not this viral thing. People but get very upset. Yeah, because the fine. last thing I want to do is, you know, that would just make the claustrophobia. Like, that would just exacerbate it. Yeah. Like, if I was already feeling a little bit like, all right, I'm on a four-hour flight. I don't want to, like, you know, yeah. piss anyone off. Yeah. Because, yeah. I don't need a horse-sized duck behind yeah. me or whatever pummeling my seat. <laughs> Are you a dickhead if you sit in the back of an Uber and you don't talk to the driver? No, not at all. You're okay with just not talking? <laughs> totally yeah. okay. What if the driver talks to you? Is it okay to be short? Or you this... could go like a lame Venice and fake deaf. You Such do a that. great question. Yeah. I mean, I always want to make people feel comfortable. So I feel like if they want to talk, I'll chat. But I, I think that, you know, I'm talking with three children, my husband, and in business all day that I'm so cool with like getting in the back seat and just kind of like shutting it down and like just just drive me just take me where I need to go and you know I'm totally no I don't think anyone's a to quote you a dickhead okay. you know not at all it's fine <laughs> would you rather wear winter clothes in the summer or summer clothes in the winter I would rather wear winter clothes in the summer don't like being cold no, I don't like being cold. But I think that I was born in the fall. I'm a Libra, and I love fall fashion so much. So I have been guilty of midsummer people going, oh, my God, you're wearing long sleeves, or I can't believe you're wearing jeans, or aren't you hot? I get that a lot, where I'm like, no, I'm totally comfortable. I probably make them uncomfortable, but I'm not like, you know, yeah, tank top, cutoff. I'm just, yeah, I'm comfortable in jeans and a tee or layers or, yeah, I like the – would you rather wake up in the middle of the night to see a massive dude has broken into your house or see a ghost? Oh, gosh. I'd rather see a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's a very menacing-looking ghost? Oh, I'd rather see that. At least I could just, like, you know, close my eyes and open them ten more times and hoping that, you know, it might be gone. Or maybe it's a ghost that's, you maybe know. it's Casper. Yeah. Maybe it's someone I knew or need to know. But I love Halloween. My daughter was born on Halloween, so... I always feel a little deprived when other people okay. say they've seen footprints in their house and I have it. I'm a little, I don't know. I like kind of, I like horror movies. Yeah. I could leave some footprints in your house and then be like, no, I was out of town. I have no idea where those came from. Okay. Yeah. As long as, yeah. Okay. Yeah. As long as they were small, <laughs> yeah. small footprints. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. You're going to have to follow this question. Are you ready? Oh, w gosh. Would you rather change genders every time you sneeze or not <laughs> be able to tell the difference between a donut and a baby? <laughs> I I love donuts and I love babies. So you need to be able to tell the difference. You Can know, you control. I are you a multiple think, sneezer? Well, and I don't sneeze a lot, so I feel like so you could go a long time being one gender, yeah. Right. So I feel like I'm leaning towards that one. Like you'd be all right just being a dude for a while. I would love to step into a dude's there's, shoes there's and see what you can it do feels to force like. A sneeze. No, no, no. Can't do it. no. Well, you know, I am highly allergic to you know pollen and ragweed and dogs and cats and all those things. And I have two cats and a dog, but whatever. That's all. Sorry, <laughs> I'm taking Zyrtec. But um, 
I think it would be kind of fascinating to. Okay. I mean, I love being a woman, but I would love to. I don't know. I can Do go really things. deep with all that. I can't tell you anything about doing manly. I could tap into my <laughs> masculine side and think there might be a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Can a guy <laughs> use a gift card on a first date, or is that a no-no? I haven't dated in so long, so I don't know how. I, you know, I but this is like my forty-four-year-old self saying, "Hey, if you got it, great. Like, use it." What about when you were like twenty-two? If a guy would have used a gift card, gift card. I just, I, <laughs> I don't know. If Sam pulled out a gift card and we were dating, I'd be like, "Okay, well." That, you know, fine. It's fine. It doesn't really matter. This is fine. If he's picking up the bill and part of it wants to go, you know, use it. Use it if you got it, right? No judgment here. What do you think? Is that like a no-no? Um, I don't care. I'd use a gift card. Right, really okay. Care. All right. <laughs> well, you don't care if you use the gift card, right? Saving money. No, as long as you go. It's more, yeah, more money for the jewelry store later. <laughs> <laughs> Or something on the wagon. Yeah. There you go. go yes. You can buy a gift card on the wagon and use it. Okay. Let's do. What else you got, Kyle? Two more. Two more. Uh, <laughs> Find questions is... like that. Do you burp often? No. All right. Would you rather burp the sound of a gong or sneeze? You don't sneeze often. Sneeze <laughs> the sound of a bowling strike. <laughs> Well, if you ask my kids, I do sneeze a little bit. Like, I startle them a little bit when I'm I sneeze. It's a healthy. No. Oh, no, depends on your. I'm extremely loud. Extremely loud? Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's how my mom sneezes. Like, she. Oh, my God. It's like, gosh. It's more like a cough, so... I guess, when I sneeze. No, okay. It's more like a shout. It's yeah. a shout. Yeah. I think I'd rather sneeze the. Bowling strike? Sound of a cool. bowling strike. It'd be pretty cool. You can always get a gong. You can't right? put a bowling alley in your house. I don't know. A gong would be pretty cool. That might be more irritating than a bowling strike. Because when you get a bowling strike, it's like, yes. Yeah. It's a better sound than gong, a gong. You're, you're just like, yeah. yeah. It's like you're being you're let go. Off. You're thrown off the stage. All right. Last question. Oh, man, really? I want more. This is so fun. <laughs> well, let's see if there's any good ones in here. In the meantime, do you think there are more porn stars or murderers in the world? Wow. I don't. I'm not really up on either one of those statistics. Wink, wink. You're not. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> right. I don't, you know. Um, but I would say, you know, I, I really hope there's less of each so oh, I was like, which way are you about to answer that? i know i'm like i mean i think i'd want more porn stars than murders right because I mean, yeah. you know at least if you're a porn star you're still alive yeah and murders you're just you know yeah walking target all the time if there's more murders but yeah, they kill people murders. they do yeah. kill people porn <laughs> stars last i knew they don't but um so i don't know did i answer that <laughs> i think your answer is porn oh it's not which do you wish there were more. Oh, which right. do you think? Oh, which do I think? Yeah. Um. I. I'm gonna say there's more porn stars. Okay. Because I believe in the good of people. Question I always like to ask females. Porn stars. No judgment. Be, be whoever star you want to be. What percentage of men do you think wash their hands after taking a piss, like oh, at a public place? Wow. Well, living with three boys, let's see one who I always see do that too i don't what's the ratio 66 so percent. you'd say don't i'd probably say 75 
don't. I think that's a pretty solid Is that guess. good? Yeah. Do you have an answer? Do you have the answer? I don't know. Is there know. an answer? Okay. I just want to know what you thought. All right. Because I think some people We're are like, Google oh, that. oh, I'll do. No, yeah, no. I see. I actually was at Martin's a few weeks ago, and I saw a guy just walk. Just making mental notes as they were coming out. You, well, I just happened. We both happened to be at the deli door. I was juggling bags, and he had walked out from the bathroom and went to the hand sanitizer right before you walk out the door. So he clearly Martin's. didn't wash his hands. No. So I, I, you know, I am a little bit of a germaphobe. Not like totally, but I, you know, just keep I in like mind, good hand washing. Right. So, yeah. I it was can be a no-touch my... situation for guys quite a bit. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I'm a visual person. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thank you. Um, that's why when my boys are in the kitchen, they love to cook. I'm always like, before they start, do you wash your hands? And they're like, I'm going to. Yeah. Turn around. So, because I know that. So, yeah. All right. So, you do get one more here. Okay. If you were a general in the Civil War, all right? So... General Page, you're leading General your Page. army. I like the way that sounds. <laughs> and you get an option on what to take in your army. You can either take a modern tank like what we have now in the year 2020. Yeah. Or you can take a T-Rex. Oh, man, a T-Rex all the way. Really? Yeah. Taking the T-Rex. If I'm a general in the Civil War, I'm, I'm coming in on a T-Rex. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you're riding the T-Rex. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. I'll just bring in the T-Rex. Sorry, I put myself right on it. You should and, and ride it. I'm coming cooler. in on a T-Rex. Okay. Well, you know what? I, if I'm General Page, I just feel like I should be on it. Yeah. <laughs> I think my tank would probably do pretty well against yeah. the T-Rex. But... All right. It would definitely be. You'd it would. A you would make a better I entrance. I would. I'm all about making an Your entrance. runway appearance would be Right. And that's what I, I'm, I'm visual. So what, what do I want to see? I want to see a T-Rex okay. coming to war. Well, before we wrap up, how about Gosh, you? I feel like I learned stuff about myself. Yeah. Wow. Uh, hit us with some plugs. Tell us where they can shop online, where they can find you on Instagram. Yeah. Just hit everybody again with how they can find you. All right. You, you know, Luxwagon, at Luxwagon um, on Instagram and Luxwagon, you know, on Facebook with an E, L-U-X-E, Wagon. Um, I post, I try and post daily and, you know, I'm always doing uh, – kind of events and pop-ups and you know uh, synergizing with other uh, like-minded businesses and and womenpreneurs so uh, follow me I'm always trying to post an experience and something fun and there's some fun things coming this spring for sure that you'll not want to miss and online luxwagon.com if you just need a little platform and you want to read my about but I'm always like you know tweaking and adjusting and that shop now button's coming Awesome. So, yeah, yeah. Thanks for taking the time to come today, battling this weather. Oh my God, so worth it. Yeah. I would <laughs> ride it on a T Rex any day. Awesome. Here. Thanks, Thank Kyle. You. It might seem like a lot, but they all play and they roll with that on anything that I got. And all I care about is my city, man. I can't say it enough. I done heard things about y'all that they can't say about us. I just hold it down for my side. I just hold it down.